Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. And the fan. Well, the media jackal's not very successful at getting Mike Zimmer going. We'll see if we're any more successful getting defensive coordinator Andre Patterson going as well. He's usually pretty hard to ruffle, but he is kind enough to join us live today on the Connecticut Water Systems. Hotline, and as we welcome you back to the program, can we? I, I'd like to get the important stuff out out front early before we talk about some of the details of uh, that loss yesterday. A very entertaining game, but ultimately a loss for your club. Um, last week at this time, you were on the verge of becoming, I think, a grandpa for the first time. Uh, can you give us an update on um, what we've missed since then? Well, yeah, he was born uh, 5.30 a.m. on Tuesday morning, and uh, everybody's home and healthy, and so it was a very, very exciting moment for me and my family. Outstanding. And what is his name? His name is Andre Kai Patterson III. Oh, that's, that, I love that. That's, that's a nice one. That's, that's, that's very, I mean, that's a big time. That's going to do him, I think that's going to serve him well. Yeah, well, I hope so. So we're gonna, he's gonna, we're gonna call him Trey for the third. Nice. So, so uh, it's been, it's been great. It's been, uh, it was, uh, he, it filled up my heart to be able to hold him in my hands uh, on on Tuesday morning. That's awesome. Congratulations to you and to the family. And um, they tell me it's different. You know, when it's when it's your first grandkid, that's got to be pretty special. Yeah, you know, my my son asked me. He said, "Dad, you know, what was the the difference, you know, uh, when I was born and until today?" And I said, "Well, you know, when you when he was born, and it was it was an exciting moment. Um, and uh, but it's just I don't know. It's just mm. a, it's just a different thing when you when you when you hold that next generation in your hands. That's so, outstanding. Uh, it was it was a great feeling. So, do you intend to be? You know, generally, what grandparents uh, vow to do is that this is our chance to to spoil that when." you have your own kids you know better than to try to spoil but that one of the one of the um, added benefits of being a grandfather or grandmother is you have permission to do exactly that is that your plan no oh, yeah he's 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 gonna be spoiled rotten there's no <laughs> doubt there's no doubt about that so <laughs> i told my son and my daughter i was like well my will just changed today <laughs> <laughs> well very well stated well again congratulations i'm glad that is uh, going very very well um, as gut wrenching losses go, where does yesterday's rank? Uh, you know, it was hard at the moment, but you know, Dan, I I've had the purple on me for a long hmm. time. You know, yep. I mean, yep. <laughs> you know, the I don't think anything will ever ever surpass the '98 kick. Yep. You know, yep. um, and then you know, then I was here for the Seattle, um, you know, playoff game kick. Uh, so, um, you know, I've had some experiences of dealing with that, uh, uh, in my years of, of, of being blessed to be a part of the Minnesota Vikings. That's a great point. You know, we all, we talk about what has happened since Zimmer has been here. You've been here, you go much further back than that. You've been here 
for all of it, including the uh, maybe the ultimate wide left in the uh, 98 NFC title game. So, you know, how do you... There's coaches who have a hard time ever sort of figuring out where kickers uh, fit in. And then there's others who say, well, no, that it's part of the game. And so, yeah, they're players and, and they're going to make mistakes too. Has that been a process for you? I mean, to, to, in, in terms of how you how you sort of cope with those sorts of because these weren't these weren't small kicks and when you're talking about playoff kicks obviously you're talking about you know the difference between going on or not including to a super bowl well you know dan i i think the one in 98 was a tremendous uh, experience for me because you know our, our kicker hadn't missed a kick the whole season you know, he he was the best kicker in the league. He hadn't missed a kick the whole season, you know, and he missed that kick. And uh tremendous player, tremendous kicker. Uh, but, you know, players make mistakes during the game. And a lot of things happen uh during the game that, that uh, make a difference in the game. And, you know, that just happens to be a deal that the whole world is able to see. And, and it's all on the line at that point. Uh, but there's other things that go on during the game that that could have put you in that situation. So I think that helped me. I, I've never, you know, blamed it on the kicker or or said that the kicker has lost the game for us. And it was just like '98. There's a lot of things that happened in that game that put us in that situation to where it shouldn't have come down to that kick. Um, and there's some things that happened yesterday that that uh, sure. that happened in the game to, to to the game shouldn't have come down to that kick. But uh, so I, I think I look at it that way. Um, we're going to try to get to some of those uh, examples of some of those things. As the game went on, um, you know, the first half, everybody was scoring at, seem, at, at seemingly at will. Your defense got better in the second half. Um, there were some individual plays that still hurt, but got a lot better. What do you think changed? Uh, were there things you guys did? Is it just sort of getting the lay of the land and figuring out how to cope with an extremely slippery very dangerous QB. What what's what seemed to change that tightened up the game in the second half? Well, I think part of it is we settled down because you know they were they were you know hurrying up on the ball. They were changing you know personnel at the last minute. You know so um, you know so that that makes things uncomfortable. And I, I and I think you know once the guys saw that hey they're up on the ball but they're really not going fast. And they're going to run guys in, off the sideline twice before they actually line up to run a play. I think once the guys settled down and saw that it really wasn't a you know hurry up situation like it is in a in a two minute, I think we settled down and got more comfortable. Yeah, I think it de- you could definitely uh, see that as well. Um, the one of the backbreaking plays that did take place that set up what turned out to be the game winning field goal was a thirty yard five yard pass. For Murray, where you guys had Harrison Smith on a, on a well, seemed to be a well called blitz uh, coming up the middle, and Murray just let loose um, with the with the ball. It ends up being a completion. Um, we're trying to all figure out. All right, could was there a technique issue on the on the coverage? Was McKenzie the guy who was supposed to cover in that situation? How do you read that looking back on the film? Well, McKenzie was supposed to cover him. And, you know, and, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's man across the board. And usually when we call that pressure, uh, it has to be a short pass. You know, the quarterback's got to get the ball out of his hands fast because, uh, we're going to have a, we're going to have a free player right down the middle in his face. And you got to give Kyler Murray credit. You know, he, re- he read that it was happening. And if you go back and look at the tape, as soon as he caught the ball, he started to backpedal fast. 
and he let that ball go about 18 yards from the line of scrimmage and threw it off his back foot and just threw it up in the air as a floater. Um, you know, so it's a tremendous play on his part, you know, and you know, most quarterbacks can't do that. You know, they either roll one way or the other, but he knew it was coming. He, he could see it coming. Yeah, I guess I don't want to say new, but see it, see it coming. Yeah. And so he just got himself as much depth as he could to make it harder for the free runner that was coming in his face. And he, he just made a tremendous play. Alexander, it, it looked like he took a bad angle there. It just looked like he lost him just long enough, even though, as you say, it was kind of a floater and a terrific, as you say. There's not many quarterbacks who are going to be able to get even that much loft on the ball and react that quickly. But But was it just he kind of lost – vision in terms of where the receiver was? I, I, I think he I, I think he thought the receiver was gonna was gonna break off a route. Uh. You know what I mean? That he wasn't going to go deep because usually you don't have enough time to go deep. So I, I, I think he was, he was selling his feet, expecting the receiver to break out or to break in because he, he knows the quarterback's got to get the ball out of his hands. And so because he was expecting the quarterback to break, I mean, the receiver to break left or right and the receiver kept pressing up the field, that's what put him in trouble. You know, it, it looks to me the, the one weakness you could say to Murray's game is been he is capable of giving up the ball. He will throw an interception, and ultimately, uh, you guys got a couple of them yesterday, and I and I assume that's what you bank on, that if this guy ever figures out not to throw <laughs> interceptions, um, it's he's going to be almost unstoppable. As it is, he's almost unstoppable, but um, that that also changed things a little bit, correct? I mean, that not only in the case of the, on the pick six, it gave you points, which you needed in, in the second half as well, Um Interceptions are kind of what you have to hope you can you can get, even as you're giving up a lot of big plays with a quarterback who's that capable. Correct? Yeah, no question. And, and you know the, the the thing that makes him different, and, and you and I talked about it last Monday. The thing that makes it di- him different is when he's got the ball in his hands. Number one, he's got great speed, but number two, he has the ability to make you miss like a like a running back. Yeah. You know, and so th- that's the hard part. And you know, and I you know I, I made this comment today is. You know, the positive part of it, we made him run because we won at the line of scrimmage. You know, we got pressure on him to make him run. Um, but then when you make him run, he's got a, he's got a chance that he can make a big play. And, uh, and, and he, he did that several times during the game. So, you know, one of the things that we've got to get better at, uh, we're giving up way too many explosive plays. And so we've got to improve on that and we've got to improve on our tackling. So those are the two things that, that we've got to fix in order to play, uh, you know, defense the way we want to around here. You got an explosive play on the vigil pick six. Uh, describe what happened on that play. Well, he he did a great job of of, of understanding that he was going to get a, a route underneath him uh, that that he he could feel that the receiver was coming across inside uh, uh, on top of him, and he undercut the route. And um, you know, the quarterback didn't see it, and it was a great job of him catching the ball and, and then finding a way to get it into the end zone. That, he had a lot of desire and effort to score with that ball. Uh, Daniil had another big day. You mentioned the, the pressure at the line of scrimmage was was legit. Um, had a couple sacks and might might have had more again if not for the fact that the QB is so mobile. I assume you're encouraged by what you've seen from Daniil early here. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I thought Sunday, I thought yesterday was uh, was the first time that I saw him look like himself. He rushed like himself. Uh, he had really good speed. He, you know, really good job with his hands, and and um, um, you know, he had three sacks during the during the game. And you know, the quarterback, you know, the quarterback made him miss twice, so he really could have had a five sack day. Um, so it was good. It was good to see him play like that. But the other guys around him also did a good job too, and uh, and creating and creating pressure on the quarterback. Vikings defensive coordinator Andre Patterson is uh, with us live this week. Um, you mentioned the, you know, the, again, the big plays. Uh, the That includes, of course, the 77-yarder to Moore. Um, is that, again, uh, a quarterback who's so good at keeping things alive that then players peek into the, uh, the, the, the backfield and lose sight of who they're supposed to stay with or what happened that left more so wide open on the seventh no, exactly, yarder. Exactly right. You know, he broke, he broke containment, and instead of you know uh, latching on to your coverage, we you know we get our eyes on the cue, running with the ball to see if he's going to break the line of scrimmage, and so that's why we ended up having the guy um, you know wide open on that play. I can't imagine. I, you know, we was talking with Ben Lieber about this, and I said having watched a bunch of highlights, a couple games in their entirety yesterday, and then a bunch of other highlights. It looked to me like I'm seeing more wide open receivers where it looks like it's a blown coverage, where a guy's sitting there by himself like 15 yards apart from the closest defender. And I asked Ben what he thinks is going on there, and he he believes a lot of it has to do specifically with what you're talking about here, that if you have more and more athletic quarterbacks who can do everything, they can run and they can throw and can keep plays alive much longer that it's inevitable that then there's a greater chance there's going to be more of these busted coverages. Do you agree? I agree. Think about this, Dan. You know, I, I can't remember if it was in the second quarter or the third quarter. The ball's like on the 12-yard line. They're in an empty formation. He drops back and just takes off up the middle and scores a touchdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? So after that happens, you know, the guy's job that there is to cover, they're saying, well, wait a minute. You know, we got to be able to see him cross the line so we can come off our coverage and go tackle the guy. You know, so, you know, that big play happened after, you know, after that run uh, from about the 11 or 12 yard in. Uh, it looks like uh, Dantzler made a nice play. Maybe uh, I, I saw a comment from Zim after the game that maybe he got the message because we talked about this last week. He was not even dressed for the uh, for the first game. So you you had were you encouraged by what you saw from him? Yeah, he did a nice job, and you know now he's got to bring it to practice and, and keep you know working hard and competing. And you know we all know he's talented enough. It's just a matter of him continuing to improve and get better. But he did he made a great play in the end zone on uh, third down, and uh, so hopefully he can continue to build off of that. How much did the the I think they scored ten points late. Heard a couple actually defensive players talk about this ten point late late in the first half, including you know one of the longest I think one of the top five six field goals longest in in the NFL history from Prater, who's been known to do that from time to time. How much did that kind of hurt your margin for error in the second half when they scored uh, the 10 points late? Uh, no, because I, I think we still only went, went in at halftime down by one point, if right. I remember correctly. So, you know, we we knew it was going to be a dogfight going into the game, and it was going to take a 60-minute battle to win. So, uh, you know, it really wasn't anything that, that uh, you know, hurt your psyche or, or, you know, thought that we had to make that up. You know, it's just, you know, we knew it was going to be that kind of a game going into it. Do you look at it, you know, after the game, Zim said, um, I thought, and he, and he didn't really say anything different today, that um, 
based on the way the team played, as gut-wrenching a loss as it was, and as much as you've got to win those close games, you can't lose them all the time or you're, you're going to be in some trouble, that he actually was encouraged, that, encouraged to believe that on the basis of what he saw yesterday, that if this team plays similarly, it will win a lot of games this year. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, I think the effort, the physicality, you know, how hard the guys played on all three phases um, of the game, if we can bring that in every week and improve on the things that we have to improve on, we're going to be a good football team. And, you know, that's what you got to look at. I mean, there, you know, the game had ups and downs through the course of the game where we, where we would have the momentum and then it would change and they would have the momentum. And we just kept fighting through it. And uh, I think that's what you want to see your team be able to do. And I think the biggest thing too, Dan, is is I get it. You know, we're we're a fumble and a missed field goal yep. away from being two and zero. But the bottom line is we got 15 more games to play, and so it's about continuing to improve and get better and, and get that first win, and then continue to build off of that. Um, you've got Russell Wilson this week, and um, not a bad quarterback himself. We've talked about him before. How? Um are what, what how is the challenge different with Russell Wilson than with the one you just faced in in Arizona <laughs> not a lot <laughs> <laughs> you know it may be a little bit even more dangerous cuz Russ is great throwing the ball and and I know you know this Dan I mean we, I think this is the fourth year in a row we've played him and I think three of the four have come down to the last drive right. of the yep. game and, and he's he's been able to execute to beat us. So he has the ability to to extend plays and make you miss. Um, if you don't rush him, he'll he'll kill you. Uh, you know, stand in the pocket, throwing the ball, and you know. So he's one he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. And uh, you know, we're gonna have our hands full with him. I don't think he's quite at this point in his career as elusive as Murray, but I I tend to think he's probably a more accurate passer. What do you think? No, there's no question. And the the thing that he does is you know. He'll make you miss and get on the edge, yeah. but then he's going to kill you throwing the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, and, and if if it's all covered, he'll run and get his ten yards and get a first down and get out of bounds. Um, so, but um, you know, he's a he's a tremendous passer. Uh, he does a great job of of getting them in and out of plays, and um, you know, he's a great player. Um, are you at least encouraged that you get them? Finally, at home. It seemed like yeah. every year you'd be traveling out there, whether they had fans or not. It always seemed like you were at Seattle. Is it kind of refreshing to say, well, at least we get them here? No question. Four years in a row, and to make it worse, it was either a Sunday night or a Monday night game. That's right. That's true. So you had to travel all the way to, to Seattle and then play Sunday night or Monday night. Uh, it'll be, and I'm sure you'll like uh, getting fans on your side. Uh, no question. It, 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 you know, because you had some in the preseason, but that's not quite the same. The intensity, as you know, isn't quite the same, so I'm expecting it should be pretty raucous on Sunday. Yeah, well, I hope so, and I'm looking forward to having our fans there. And you know, uh, hopefully they're loud. They give us juice, and um, we can't we can't wait to get in front of them. Congratulations on the addition to the Patterson family. Thanks again for the time. We'll chat next week. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Always a pleasure. That is okay. Vikings defensive coordinator Andre Patterson live this week. Some weeks we tape them. This week the schedule turned out that we were able to put them on live. We'll pause here. We got several Vikings talking points to get to. And some very frustrated emailers who say that maybe we're being a little too kind to the Vikings' offense. Well, excuse me. Well,